0: That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams.
1: Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. When I booked my guest for today, Hollis Durand, a month ago, I had no idea that my mom was going to leave this earthly plane just before our interview. So, um, when Hollister and I are chatting today about her book, everything you wanted to know about the afterlife, but Were afraid to ask, I am heart and center of this. And with that, I welcome you to soulful living Hollister. Well, thank you so much. When we were talking right before the show, you said, this is spirit
0: led, and I couldn't agree more. That is really how I've chosen to live my life and encourage others to do, to do the same.
1: Well, when, when uh, your publicist reached out to me and I read uh, Internationally Renowned Medium and that you've been doing this for 25 years and that you connected in a different way, such as Coming from a place of healing, you know, even in your group readings, I was reading that uh, even if you don't get a personal message, whatever message comes through is a message that is delivered for the audience. I thought that was so perfect and really resonated with with myself and my listeners. Wonderful. Well, I'm so glad we can have this conversation today. So let's talk about the book. What really inspired you to start delivering it and putting everything together? Well, uh, when the book was released in May,
0: um, a friend of mine said to me, this is the worst time for your book to be released. And I said, this is the best time for this book to be released. When else have we all been thinking about life Death, dying, the afterlife, loss. When has there been in recent memory um, grief that is deferred, you know, grief that we can't even get our heads around because we can't move through it like we would in normal times? So, this book is meeting a need that I didn't know exactly it was going to need to meet. Um, Originally, it was written for people who had questions that they were afraid to ask maybe in public or afraid to ask in a company or afraid to talk about in front of their families. Things like what happens when someone commits suicide? What happens if two people die at the same time? Do they end up at the same place? What happens if I was married four times? Does that mean I'm stuck with four husbands for eternity? <laughs> you know, so it's, you know, all of those questions that people wanted to ask me after events, and I kind of put them all together in a book.
1: Well, I couldn't agree more that it's a perfect time. Um, You know, having experienced the death of my mom or the moving on of my mom recently um, with this whole COVID experience, we were fortunate enough to be far enough along that we could have some type of, you know, family gathering at her graveside. But especially in those early months, and when your book was released, people were not even allowed to have funerals, and they couldn't touch their loved ones. They couldn't grieve in a way that helped them elevate. So to me, you're absolutely right. Perfect timing for the book. And I'm sure that many of the questions that that are answered, it just gives powerful insight to anybody that's going to read the book. Now, one of the other things I like about the book is it's divided into
0: chapters, so, sort of thematic things, but mm-hmm. people can read it either straight through you know, by subject by subject, or they can jump around because at the end of each answer is, if you're interested in this, go to such and such a page, this answer might appeal to you. So you can do use it almost like a Google search, mm-hmm. um, or you can read it all the way through. So it's really user friendly, which is kind of important, because who has an attention span right now?
1: Oh, absolutely. We're all suffering from brain fog. I was uh, sharing the book with a friend of mine and she said, well, tell me about it. And I said, well, it's nine chapters, 62 questions and multiple answers and exercises and meditations." I said, but more importantly, it does give you answers to those questions that you really are afraid to ask. You know, and um, having recently experienced my mom's moving on in my head, I was thinking, you know, I I know that spirits can contact you immediately if you're open to it. Um, And one of the pages that I opened to immediately was, is there a waiting period? And I thought, well, thank you for that confirmation.
0: Exactly. Well, you know, as mediums, when I first started doing this work in a public way, about 25 years or 25 plus years ago, um, we believed that there was a waiting period. And what I came to understand as we all kind of grew in our consciousness is that the waiting period was for us, not for the spirits. We used to think, oh, they need to gather their energy. They need to learn how to communicate. Well, it really is our grief and our need to expand our consciousness. As soon as we are ready to hear, they are ready to speak.
1: Wow. Well, when my dad died, and he's been gone for 25 years, Uh, My sister had called me and said, you need to come to the hospital. And when I hung up the phone, my dad literally came to me and said, don't bother. I'm gone. You know, so I've I've many times. you know,
0: it it was kind of like I'm gone, but I'm here. Right. That's kind of that was like the aloha experience. That's what I call the aloha experience when a spirit shows up at the moment of their death to, quote, say goodbye. But it really is a hello. Goodbye.
1: Oh yeah, I—I I mean, I'm sure that uh, I could list end, endlessly the experiences that I've had in communicating with my, my, my dad and now my mom. Um, but you know, I really want to hear more about like the communications. You know, can people do this themselves? Can they learn to communicate with their loved ones and really reach out to them? Yes, 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 to all of
0: those questions. And that's pretty much my mission. Yes, I bring people in contact with their loved ones and provide specific messages from their loved ones. Um, And hopefully names come through and important dates and personalities and all of that. But that's the beginning of the journey for many people. Those who take my classes will often come because they have a heartbreak. They're missing someone they love. And by the end of the workshop, they realize, wow, I am empowered to give messages to others and also receive messages myself. You see, the spirits aren't about we're going to choose this medium and this medium and this medium to be our mouthpieces. They're choosing mediums to get the ball rolling so that everyone ultimately will be in touch with those they love in spirit.
1: Mm. And what are some ways that they could begin, you know, after they went to a medium? What are some of the ways that they could begin to reach out, to be open? Well,
0: it's interesting. I used to think that my work was putting people in touch with their loved ones and more recently it is turning out that my work is often validating the messages people have already been receiving but haven't recognized that they Mm. are spirit messages you know so uh you know i will say something like huh i am smelling like french cigarettes and and unfiltered you know smoke And there's a man standing here looking like, you know, a French actor. And then the person will say, oh, my gosh, I know exactly who that is. And then more information will come through. And this person will have been smelling that smoke, thinking it's their imagination. And this person has come through to say, this is my signature. When you smell that smoke, you know that I am working with you. And if you smell Chanel Number 5 another spirit, you know, that I'm helping you with this endeavor. So what's beginning to happen is that spirits are assigned jobs with us in a sense. And each person will work with us according to their expertise or where they may have failed us in life.
1: Mm. Mm. Wow. Uh, That, that really hits me, you know, two things. Um, Funny that you brought up cigarettes. Um, three days before my mom passed, I smelled cigarettes, and my sister did too. And we had a conversation about it. You know that we smelled cigarettes, and my mom smoked forever. That's part of why she moved on. Um, but the other thing that that I really love about that is that um, there's different spirits for different messages, really, that need to get across. Is that what I'm yeah, hearing? Yeah,
0: that's. Absolutely. We have an entourage. Mm -hmm. All of us have a group. And I know we might like to think that it's our favorite person. Yeah. Um, But what I've discovered is it is not just our favorite person. It is also people we may not have known. And I'll give you an example. Um, right at the beginning of COVID, uh, I was talking with my dad, I was feeling a spirit around me and wondering, you know, well, now who's this? And I couldn't, couldn't quite tell. It wasn't someone I recognized. And I was talking with my dad. He goes, well, you know, your uncle Emil died in the flu pandemic in 1918. And I went, what? Emil? Who's that? (laughs) Never heard about this man before, you know? Mm-hmm. died well before I was born. He was my father's uncle, my great uncle, my grandfather's brother. He died two years into a marriage in the second wave of the 1918 pandemic. And I realized this is the man. Oh, I'm getting chills as I say this. Me this too. is the man I didn't Had to recognize. You know, this is the man I didn't recognize because mm-hmm. I was asking please help me bring this message to people during these times of COVID. How do I do this? How do we remake book signings and all of this? And here he showed up, a man I didn't even know. Mm. Fantastic.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if that's not validation of how you can work with the spirit realm, I don't know what is, right? I mean, to me, you just, you really worked out communication and delivery. That was beautiful. Well, not only that, my father doesn't believe in this work. He doesn't (laughs) believe that mediumship is
0: possible. And so I found it hilarious that out of the blue, you know, my dad's in his 90s. Mm -hmm. Out of the blue, out of nowhere, he talks about this man that he had never mentioned before. Now, that's spirit inspiration. It wasn't like I said to him, so dad, did we have anybody who died during the flu pandemic? No, that was Uncle Amal whispering in dad's ear going, you better say something because she doesn't know who I am. And now that we, and you know, so I I love that people can be moved and inspired by spirit, whether they believe or not. Mm -hmm. So messages will come to us uh, through people who don't think they're talking to spirits. It happens all the time.
1: The messages are happening all the time. Mm-hmm. And and what's it like? What's what's the afterlife like? Well, it depends uh, who's
0: telling you about it. So, for instance, a couple of days ago, I was talking with a family and um, and all sorts of ancestors came through. So I said, oh, my, you must be doing Ancestry.com. And she was.
1: <laughs> well,
0: it turns out, you know, it turns out there was a bootlegger in the family. So all of a sudden, I'm in like the Appalachian Mountains and, you know, there's a still. And I thought, oh, my goodness, do they have liquor in the afterlife? Um, And then I'm (laughs) seeing other people playing card games you know, and someone else yelled bingo. Um, But what the afterlife is like is a culmination of all of our relationships, our networks, our life experiences, and through memory, we can enjoy everything we enjoyed here. I had a father recently show up with a grill, and he had bratwurst on it, you know, and I, well, okay, boy, that smells great. And he loved to do this you know, these grill things. He was always out there at the barbecue. Um, And he doesn't need to barbecue in the afterlife. But number one, that is evidence that he is who he says he is. And I've made that connection. And number two He could enjoy food again in the afterlife, whereas at the end of his life, he could not eat at all. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that the Spirit showed me by showing me the activities and the things they enjoy is to remind us that they are fully restored Mm -hmm. to all of who they are after they pass. And that includes people with Alzheimer's, people with memory issues. Um, So we are restored.
1: Mm. that's beautiful. Um, and, and what about, um, a life review? You know, I've heard many different versions, but I really loved how you explained it. And I'd love for you to share your, um, your version of kind of the life review process that people may go through when they cross over. Yeah, well, I don't think of it as my
0: version of it. I think of it as the version the spirits have shown me over the years. Now, I work specifically at the frequency of divine love. Mm -hmm. So those spirits who come with me resonate, come to me, resonate at that frequency. If Mm -hmm. we're not doing the work in love, we're not doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, so I used to do ghost busting. Oh, no, no. I only wanted to work with the good people in the
1: universe. So, you know, I did not want to work with the disgruntled people. So I, re- I remember seeing- reading that in the book that you you said, oh, I'm done after some certain experiences. You were like, okay, I'm done with this.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was work harassment. Just did mm-hmm. not want to deal with that. So, you know, now I think of myself as GPS to the good neighborhoods in the afterlife. So, um, so in that space, um, when someone passes, they can look at their lives. It's not like the highlight reel of all the fun experiences. Oh, we went to Magic Mountain. Oh, we went to Disney. Oh, I had a great marriage day, you know, a wedding day. So it's not about that, but it is about experiencing your life from the viewpoint of everyone you've loved and everyone you've wounded. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those people are the same people. So it's kind of ironic that when we don't need shoes, you know, after we've left our physical bodies behind, that's the very moment that we actually are able to walk in someone else's shoes Mm
1: -hmm. and really
0: understand life from someone else's perspective.
1: Well, and what I loved about what you uh, shared in the book is that word love. You know, uh, many times people have said to me that you have this life review and you're going to look at everything that you've done and and you know I just remember somebody asking me about Jesus and I said well if there is a Jesus and I cross the you know the the pearly gates he's going to welcome me with open arms and I loved that you you specifically said this is a loving review you are held in sacredness and safety and so there's no fear present Exactly how could we manage none of us lives up to perfection.
0: We have all made mistakes and we have hurt people that we haven't wanted to or even intended to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how painful would it be for someone who's an empath in this life? You know, someone who feels pain very, very deeply Mm -hmm. to look at their lives and feel that pain without love Sheltering them, cocooning them, informing them, raising their frequencies. Um, yeah, that's the difference. Love is in the midst of it. That's what makes it not only bearable but curative.
1: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because without that, then you're going to continuously have this fear, and you you have so much going on in the physical earth reality before you pass. That should be the last thing that you have to worry about. Well, I do have to say, I've had
0: spirits say to me, wow, if I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't have hung on by my fingernails.
1: Um, (laughs) That's what my mom is saying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, take it as a message from her, because I mean, I have spoken with spirits who just would not, would not die. They refused. Sheer will kept them here well beyond when even the doctors um, said that, you know, this is crazy. How can this person still be here? It Mm -hmm. seems impossible. But fear is a great motivator for staying in pain. If you cannot imagine that there's something different, then you will hold on to the pain. But as soon as someone says, I'm going to let go of the pain and move in love, holy cow, Mm -hmm. what a difference.
1: Another uh, chill moment, you know. I've got bumps from head to toe. Uh, what about animals? Can can you communicate with animals? Oh yes, and in fact, I wanted to
0: be an animal communicator. Mm. But, you know, that's really because I love animals, and so that was my hope. Well, imagine my disappointment when I realized I didn't speak with live animals. I only could speak with dead animals. Um, and then it really became this lovely lovely connection because our animals are very much alive and they have contracted to stay with us. And one of the most difficult things about losing an animal is we often have to make the decision to let Mm -hmm. our pets go. Mm -hmm. And that is extremely painful for people. But I have never had a beloved pet ever say to me, it was too soon, it was too late, they made a mistake, I should have had 20 more years, you know, not once. I have always heard, thank you, you Mm -hmm. loved me enough to let me go.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Very powerful.
1: Uh, I needed to hear that message, as I'm sure many of the listeners did too. Listeners, again, this is a conversation with Hollister Rand, and we're talking about her book, Everything You Wanted to Know About the Afterlife But Were Afraid to Ask, and her work in general as a medium. I've been to her site. There's lots of um, ways that you can connect with her. It's pretty amazing. Um, You know, you probably have hundreds of experiences, but is there one question that stands out most to you that is asked more than any other question? I would say it's a
0: question about suicide Mm. and the reason that that is a question that people often don't want to ask in the middle of a group, because I I will do large groups. You know, when we were able to be meeting, you -hmm. know, groups were in ballrooms, you know, so it, it was a large group of people and that there there still is shame Attached to suicide. And if someone mm-hmm. stands up in front of a group and asks about suicide, everybody in the group knows they're not asking an intellectual question. They're asking because someone they love died that way. Right. So, um, and because I have someone I love who died that way,
1: mm-hmm. it
0: is a question that matters to me personally. Yeah. Um, with my cousin Tommy dying at the age of 19. Mm, so I'm so sorry. I care Yeah, I care about those who have passed by suicide, Mm -hmm. and they show up front and center because they need people to know that although their death looks like the end of a relationship and the end of a conversation, and like, I don't even want to hear from you, I don't want to, it looks like a major rejection of everything. Mm -hmm. It is not. It is not. They want to continue the conversation and jumpstart the relationship again and let everybody know not only have they survived, but they are also with others that know them. So they're not separated out somewhere in some other part of the afterlife.
1: Well, and I would imagine that there's some type of healing that takes place when once they reach the afterlife, um, that there's some kind of peace that they will reach. And that is really the most interesting thing about
0: speaking with people who have passed with suicide, people who got here to this earth plane and went, Oh, I don't like it here. I don't Mm -hmm. feel at home here. This isn't where I belong. You know, all of that. I I just, I'm an alien here. This isn't where, where I need to be. I'm so uncomfortable here. I can't live one more day Mm -hmm. Uh, for whatever reason to then have this, level of peace with who they are because mm-hmm. uh, I will have people say, isn't one happy? Well, that's not how the spirits come to me. They come to me in love joy and peace. Mm. So what I will feel is a level of peace. It is not happiness. Joy isn't happiness, but they come to me with peace. There's a settledness yeah. that they are offering to us because we often have so many unanswered questions when someone takes his or her own life?
1: Well, I think that we knew that there was some unrest here, that there was no sense of peace. So if you can share with a loved one that that their, that their loved one has found some place of peace and home, then that's just a beautiful gift for both of them. Yes, but the unanswered questions that
0: we are often left with are, why didn't you tell me? Mm-hmm. What could I have done? I missed your phone call. If I had picked up the phone, could I have saved your life? You see, those are the questions that we are left with,
1: the ones that we, we use to self-condemn.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's what those in spirit want to set right.
1: Well, how wonderful that, um, that people have someone as gifted and talented and open and willing to share her insights with the world, because, um, your, your gift is a healing gift for anyone that reaches out to you in any way. And, you know, with that said, we're down to the wire. We only have like a minute left. It goes by so fast, doesn't it, Hollister? Yes, it goes by (laughs) fast, but
0: you know, I'm a working medium. I'm available. I do Facebook lives. You know, I'm on Instagram. I do large groups, book signings online, spirit circles. Yeah. I'm easily found at HollisterRam.com.
1: And all of her information will be available on the soulful living page here at Empower Radio. So Hollister, I love for my guests to leave the listeners with something that they can take out into the world and elevate their soul or heal their life, uh, what would that be for you?
0: So if I were to leave everyone with one thing, what I would say is make space for the spirits in your life. Mm -hmm. I know we want to ask them, help us, help us, help us. If there's one complaint, that I hear from the spirit world complaint department. It is simply this, you ask, but you don't pause to receive. Mm. So allow there to be time between your own thoughts. If you want to hear from someone, say thank you, because you know that they're trying. If you want to have a dream visit before you go to bed, just say thank you. I know mm. you're trying. Mm. And having gratitude And moving forward with that and making space to hear from loved ones is the way to begin the conversation.
1: Mm, Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And thank you for showing up. My pleasure.
0: You know, that's really kind of most of it. We just have to show up because guess
1: what? The spirits are already here. Mm, They are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.